Welcome to the RevRec Gals podcast, where two consultants with over 30 years combined experience share stories about the implementation and challenges of revenue recognition accounting. I'm Susan. And I'm Natasha. And And we we are are the the RevRec Gals. Welcome to this episode of RevRec Gals. This time we're going to continue with our discussion about SSP and delve more into the stratifications and the methodology and how we come up with those estimates that we then use for allocating revenue. So Natasha, tell us a little bit about the goal of doing the SSP. SSP stands for standalone selling price, which we've probably gone over before, but really we're trying to capture here, what do you actually sell this for? And so we always, or I always start with, what are your selling practices and how do you reflect those selling practices in your SSP? What are you actually selling this for? So that's where I start. If you talk to your business side of things, what are they doing? How are they selling it? You know, how is the sales structure set up? And see if we can capture that in the way we analyze the data. Yeah. And a lot of times what I see is a company will have maybe slightly different price lists or selling practices on a regional basis. So that right there will tell me that's a potential stratification, especially if they have different price lists, because then you definitely are starting with different prices. Yeah. And so, you know, if our goal is to really capture the way that the company actually sells its product, and if, you know, a customer comes off the street to, to buy it, what in all likelihood is the price that they will get, really have to capture those stratifications and the differences in the way in different departments or categories that the company is selling their products. Another one with the different selling methods is the resellers, reseller versus direct, because typically you'll give a reseller a better discount so they can make some money too. Yes. And so there's lots of different stratifications, but even before getting into the details of stratifications, there's also different stages of product offering. So when you have a new product offering, you might have different selling practices than for a product offering that you are end of lifeing. And maybe you're doing certain sales promotions to promote a new strategic initiative, or you're changing your selling prices because they're not working for you. You know, maybe you're not able to reach the market that you want to. And so I think all of those selling practices need to be captured in the way that you look at your SSP. And then from there, diving into those stratifications. Yeah. One thing we've talked about in the past is this SSP analysis is a tool, but it doesn't always give you the answers. So in your example of a new product or an end of life product, you know, new products, you just don't have any history. So thinking about, is there a comparable product line that you expect the selling practices to be similar to? And for sales promotions, is this a short-term promotion that's just going to be a small blip on the numbers? Or is it going to really impact your SSP for that period? And is it temporary? If it's temporary, maybe you're just adjusting it now, but not for future quarters. Yes, it's temporary, but it's something you do on a recurring basis. You do it regularly. Maybe you run promotions once a quarter, and it's something that should be considered as part of your analysis. Yeah. I've also seen companies where they've completely rehauled, overhauled how they sell in a certain region. There was no history to go to because 
history was under a different methodology. And so we had to then come up with estimates and expectations based on what we thought the salespeople would discount and what practices would get approved and how we would sell and then monitor it for a few quarters to see if we needed to change those estimates. You bring up a great point because you're talking about a situation where you really have to project into the future without any history. And let's be real, if any of us could do that perfectly, we'd be kajillionaires. But when you're talking about working with sales on these new initiatives, by definition, a sales organization is going to be optimistic and potentially aggressive with their estimates because that's what makes them great salespeople. (laughs) It's not what makes people great accountants, though. And so working with sales to figure out, okay, what are your projections? What are you anticipating? What is your strategy and your approach is a starting point. And then exactly what you said, monitoring it. Well, first of all, applying the accountant's eye to what their their projections are, which they may not love, but that's just our job. So that's what we're going to do. But then monitoring it closely, maybe more closely than you do with the rest of your population to identify are projections on target? Do they need to be adjusted? Are they making sense? And really sort of babysit that population at the birth of a new strategy or a new product. So as we're talking about this and looking at what we want to have in our stratifications, there are some things we have to look at and think about, like if we have too many stratifications, if we're going down and trying to stratify by product, that's probably not going to get us enough data. And a lot of those products are going to have similar selling methods. And so does it even make sense to go down to that level? So typically what I've seen is people will start at a high level, say, okay, you know, we have different selling methodologies across region or by resellers, and then start to look at the data and decide, do we need to stratify further? I, like you, have had clients that want to maybe start at a more granular level than necessary, but I'm with you. I I like to start high level, as high level that makes sense. If there's a very obvious stratification, you know, if you know anything about the company, you'll know they work regionally. Or one other very common one is the direct-to-consumer or sort of online part of a business where it's click through and there's not a lot of pricing variation. And then you might have a general business or medium small business SMB group. Actually, I see sort of that small business and then mid-market and then enterprise. Most companies have some version or variation of those same things. It's hard to ignore because if you have a $10 million contract in your enterprise, that's going to be priced differently than small mom and pop, that's $1,000. It just is. And so you start as high level as you can while not ignoring any super obvious stratifications that just make sense with the business model, whether that's region or customer type or anything else, depending on the business model. Well, and the flip side of that is if you go too high, you end up not having good results either because it'll look like you have multiple price points or you know, the curves may be too flat or the ranges too wide. And so you have to kind of reassess. And this is very much an iterative process. You know, we'll start somewhere and we will we'll take a look and say, oh, does it make sense to look at by region? Does it make sense to divide the products in this manner? Or should we combine these? And so sometimes it takes a while to get to what makes the most sense. I definitely have been in that position too, where often I see regions are a very common one. I see 
customer type is another one, but then product type of some sort and what level of product type could be different on different parts of the business. So you might do professional services all as one category, and then maybe you have perpetual licenses or on-prem licenses, and maybe on-prem licenses could be a term license or a perpetual license. You could have hardware, you could have sort of a SaaS offering or a cloud-based offering. And so you could keep it at that level, or maybe within cloud, you have 10 different offerings. And so you bring it down another level and you bring it down to the product type. And then you have the actual product line, which could have also multiple SKUs associated with it. And so you might be at different levels within different categories. And maybe in one region, it's just all of the products in that region and you do it by customer type only. And then for North America, maybe that's you know where you have most of your business and there's more complexity, more products being sold in that region. So it could be different. And even the order in which you stratify can matter. Do you stratify by region first and then customer type or customer type then region? It can be a lot of fun, huh? I think we, <laughs> I mean, this is why we love spreadsheets so much, isn't it, Susan? Yeah, yeah. You do have to love Excel and be friends with it to do <laughs> this kind of work. I also see to your point of, Within the products, there can be multiples. I've got a client that they sell the product standalone and services can be purchased separately, but they also sell bundles. And the bundles, because of the way they're priced, they have their own stratification. At one point, it ended up they finally had to divide them by how many years the bundle was. So one, three, or five years because they were significantly different in pricing and and discounting practices became their own stratifications. You know, that's such a good point because this goes back to how selling practices sort of dictate what you see in the data because I've also had clients that were really pushing multi-year contracts as part of a strategy with customer attention and sort of getting longer-term commitments from customers. You would see a different pricing methodology for three-year contracts versus one-year contracts. And then ultimately, like to your point, if there's, you know, if you get into too many you might end up with not enough in a population too, where you can stratify all you want in one region because there's plenty of transactions, but then you go to another region and maybe that's an emerging market for you and you haven't expanded as much and there's just not enough transactions to stratify it. And I think that kind of goes back to my other point about do you stratify by region first or do you stratify by product first? What makes the most sense? Well, I also find that training and professional services, unless that is your core competency, there's never enough data points. And those data points could be all over the place because oftentimes the large customers, they get that stuff for free or hugely discounted. And so no matter how much you try or want to stratify, you just don't have enough data points to get a a reasonable answer. And what I've seen clients do is they keep track of their SSP for like the last two years. And if the new results are reasonably within that trend and they're not significantly trending up or down or all over the place, then they just maintain whatever rate they've been using or maybe tweak it just a bit. Do we miss any stratifications? By product grouping, high-end products are grouped together, mid-range products and lower-end products. Obviously, training and professional services are going to be in their own world. Support and those kind of services will also be in their own stratification. I've always thought by industry would be interesting, but I've never actually had very many clients that really look at their business that way, where they look at their customer industry. But recently, I did have a client who really did almost have 
two very polarizing use cases. And so they had one customer base that was in retail. The nature of the pricing in retail was different because the nature of their product offering was based on sort of the number of records on a particular website and then also the number of times you interact with that website. And so you'd have a retail situation where there's tons of people interacting with this website. And then you had this other use case which was more of like a research institute where you'd have fewer users, but a lot more records. And so the pricing for those two groups is wildly different because they want to extract as much value as possible. But because the usage-based indicators are so different, they had to price it differently. Well, that's a good point. You have one product that you may sell multiple ways. You may sell it as a permanent license, or you may sell it as usage-based license. And so even though it's the same product, it's sold very differently. And I think we sort of touched on this previously, but just figuring out your data and what SKUs belong in which group, because if you are selling things differently, how do you come up with a stratification that appropriately captures the same types of products, the same types of selling practices, but also differentiating enough to reflect those different selling practices. And it really can be a little bit of art trying to figure out how to normalize all of those things. In some ways, revenue accounting is as close as I would get to creative accounting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, I, I, be, you know, I was always a math person. I like the black and white. I like the structure of accounting. You get to an answer, your balance sheet balances, but Revenue accounting, definitely, there's a lot of subjective and judgment in there. And this is just another example that even in a situation of data analysis, you really do have to get creative in the way you're looking at it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the RevRec Gals podcast. Join us bi-weekly as we explore the practical application of ASC 606. We would love to hear from you. Please leave a review, comments, or topic suggestions on your favorite streaming service or check out our website at revratgals.com. The examples discussed are based on specific company dynamics. Check in with your auditors before making changes to your current processes. Specializing in revenue recognition may result in employment for life. Please consult your friends and family before pursuing this career.